Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from California, and now I'm living in beautiful Wuhan, China. Today with me is Bebe. Hey, hi, Jason. Hi, our dear listeners. Uh, this is Bebe from Beijing, and it's a beautiful day here. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. I was thinking about it yesterday. There's the this is noodle place there, <laughs> and I I think there's a noodle place in uh, Shisa mm. or Shichung called Shinyuar, and they have these. I think it's becoming my favorite food because in my mind mm-hmm. I miss it so much. It's just being built up and up. <laughs> you are what's the word embellishing it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, let's change the topic. Sure. I'd like to talk about. Tiny homes. Tiny homes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I actually, I actually like this topic because yeah. uh, I've actually never heard of uh, tiny homes or tiny house movement mm, mm. Uh, before you mentioned it. Really? So wow. can you tell us? Yeah. So I was like, ooh, that's a refreshing idea. Yeah. Tell us about it. I think it grew out of economic hardship. It's a kind of a confluence of two things. There were economic hardship and difficulty in America finding a home. The home value is just skyrocketing and has been for a long time. Mm. And then at the same time, there are people who really care about the environment and their footprint. And so like mm-hmm. these two things kind of hit the same point in the last couple of decades. And people started really in mm. earnest, like looking for ways to build very efficient, very tiny homes. And this is in Europe and the United States. And there are some, you know, green entrepreneurs who really care about it, trying to export this technology to like Africa and South America, where people also need need housing. So there's it's a kind of a growing movement to develop technology based on all kinds of different ideas. There's so many different ways to do it, where people one or two people can live in a very, very small domicile, right? You know, this essentially the size of, I guess, a container ship or smaller, Mm. because some of them literally are that I think there's a 10 thousand dollar a company that sells container mm. containers from a container ship for ten thousand dollars that are already pre-done with the electricals installed and the plumbing installed all you need to do is put it on some piece of land mm. and plug it into something right mm-hmm. and then you're good to go ten thousand dollars ten thousand affordable it's a very affordable it's, yeah. it's a crazy affordable you know when i saw this topic i was like oh cool yay <laughs> and it's a movement Because so many things came into my mind and now it's like ballooning (laughs) in my head because... I want to hear some of their ideas. Yeah, Yeah. they're kind of floating around, but it's it's exciting because as you mentioned, Mm. uh, it would help people, right? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, It would mm -hmm. help people who can't afford uh, bigger houses and uh, also it's good for the environment. Mm, And, mm. you know, I have to... The first thing that came to my mind is the fact that Big houses Mm -hmm. was actually one of the reasons why I left the States. Mm. Now, that might sound weird, right? Yeah, a little Um, bit. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people are like, I want a huge house, right? Right. People think it's a good idea when you see pictures of it, Mm -hmm. right? Especially when they're trying to sell it. Mm. Um, But big houses come with, well, the big price tag Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and also maintenance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And also for me, the simple fact is that we don't need such big Mm -hmm. spaces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. If it comes for free, if it does no damage to the environment and if it doesn't take me hours to clean up. Sure. You know, I could live with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's not the case. There's always the other side. Right. To to Mm. to the coin. 
So back in the States, I felt like if you don't have a decent house, let's say by the time you're 35, 40, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's almost as if you didn't make it. Yeah. There's this men- there's this like mentality, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And especially in the, uh, or maybe, I don't know if it's especially or at least in the uh, Chinese American communities mm, mm. that I know of, it, it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you get to know other families. Uh, when you go visit or when you just chat for the first time. Oh, wow. The the few topics they talk about is like, you know, their house, what, what their house is like and where their kids go to college. Wow. And what jobs they do. <laughs> it's like these things. I'm just not interested. I don't want to spend my time, my precious time, you know, paying for a house that I don't think I actually need. Hmm. And, um, you know, these are just labels and tags that uh, people put on themselves and other on other people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for me, these are not important. I could scrape them all and still live a really good life. Mm-hmm. You know, I could go on, but I think I should give you a minute or two. <laughs> I mean, I actually don't want to have my own minute yet. Uh-huh, sure. I have some more follow up questions based on what you said, because you open so many like different cans. Mm. So um, you're a Chinese person and you've been in, you know, speaking with, you know, Chinese Americans and with Chinese mm. folks here. And you have this conversation about big homes. Mm-hmm. What? How do people who are like comparing their kids' colleges and comparing their house size, mm-hmm. how do they react to you when you say that you want a smaller home or that you think a large home might be a, a mistake? Oh, I don't tell. I don't tell them about this. I just keep quiet. <laughs> oh, you this you're in your mind because I, I know that. Okay, maybe we are different in some ways. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, when you know that they worked for decades just for this. Right. I don't mm, come. Mm, I don't go over uh, and say, ah, yeah, I don't really care about this thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, that's what that's that's their mentality. That's what they live for. Mm, and maybe mm. because of the environment or something innate. Yeah. Um. So and then I think of myself more like, OK, maybe I'm, you know, kind of the outsider or uh, the minority, <laughs> mm. but I'm perfectly fine with it. Mm-hmm. You know, there are times when um, whenever we went to other uh, friends' houses back in the States for, for dinner, for gatherings. You know, the first thing they do when they walk in the door, mm-hmm. they have a tour of the house. Mm. I mean, it's like their trophy, mm-hmm. right? Um, Like so many bathrooms on this floor and that's, you know, storage and all this, <laughs> you know, quite nice. Some people, they do well. They have million dollar mm. houses and I'm going through the entire house thinking, there's just two of you living here. <laughs> Imagine the dust. What's the point? <laughs> yeah. Imagine the dust and all the work you have to put in. Yeah. And also, so just, you know, you just don't need it. Mm. Is there so much extra that is pointless? Mm. You know, if it's uh, a three uh, person family, yeah. you know, parents and kids, if you have three or four bedrooms, you know, mm-hmm. one for the guests, that kind of makes sense, right? I guess. It's yeah. nice and comfortable. But you, you know, the, the, like two or three of us, like kids out of college mm. and you have like eight bath, like eight uh, bedrooms, mm. like four bathrooms. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not for me to judge, right? Mm-hmm. They they are very, they seem very happy with it. Mm. So, you know, uh, you enjoy your life, but I'm not going to spend my time that way. Mm. I completely agree with you, actually. I'm really on the tinier side of house uh, appreciation. Uh, mine comes from my own family. My mm-hmm. father was a construction worker. He owned his own construction crew. Oh, and he built houses, nice. tens of thousands of houses, had his teams work on them in California, all over the Central Valley and elsewhere. And, uh, you know, when I grew up, we had a small home. There were four sons and we two sons to each room, plus mom and dad in the in the master bedroom, Mm -hmm. three bedroom home that was very Mm. squaint. Let's say it's not 
too small, but it was smallish, mm-hmm. smaller, you know, like a nice suburban home. And there were six of us growing up there. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I never really thought my home is small, mm-hmm. but apparently my mom and dad, you know, they came from a background where they rose up from like uh, not having money to self-made. Mm. At some point they decided we want to buy a giant, a home. giant home. <laughs> yeah, they did. My father was like, they want to splurge. Exactly. Mm-hmm. My father owning construction company was like, I can do that. No problem. Mm-hmm. So we moved out to the countryside mm. when I was really young like 10 years old. Mm. And my father built a, I don't remember, five bedroom home Mm. with a swimming pool, a game room, a seven car garage, a kitchen, two dining rooms, two living rooms, this huge mansion of a thing because he could do it with his hands and his his own teams, right? But why seven car garage? I don't get that. Big truck, couple cars. And then there was, uh, he had one of the two car garage area for his shop, he called it, where he would make birdhouses for fun and stuff. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then in the game room, they got, like a used pool table and anyways at some point after just a few years they were like Mm -hmm. oh you know there's a lot of things we didn't think about financially like taxes Mm -hmm. you know in the in in california Mm -hmm. land property taxes that are massive and when you have a huge valuable home even if you built it yourself and it it didn't cost you that much to Mm -hmm. make it when it gets appraised your taxes go way up right way up exactly yeah yeah i think we should elaborate this a little bit Mm. for our chinese audience because the chinese chinese audience they're not familiar with property tax (laughs) you're gonna tax me for my apartment i paid for this (laughs) (laughs) you could just wait for that um so uh i remember with the tax for real estate tax Mm. they're different in every state Mm. um i think in in new jersey is is a bit higher Mm. and i remember my cousin's family they have a decent house uh nothing you know extravagant but it's definitely sufficient and i think they have to pay over one thousand dollars per month Mm. for the tax alone and then mortgage is probably about the same or a little higher so let's say three thousand dollars together now that's a decent salary that's after tax, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. After your um, income tax. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you would have to make, how, how what, 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 like $500,000 a year? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the math. It's like, it takes a, a decent job to cover just the basics. Mm. And I'm not even talking about food or electricity, mm. just tax and mortgage. So it, as you said, it's a huge burden. You have to think mm. about that before you start purchasing and as you said, uh, it doesn't matter if you build it out of yeah, thin yeah. air and didn't pay for the building. Uh, but if it it's worth, let's say, a million dollars on the market and you pay tax yeah. according to that. So really have to think about it. Yeah. Absolutely. So what did your parents do? They had to sell it. So they, they put it on the market oh. in a bad market and it took a long time to sell and they sold it for less than they wanted to. And they ended up having to, mm. they ended up moving back into a smaller home. Mm. And uh, so yeah, they ended up basically similar position at the end as they did in the middle. But in, instead of saving money during that whole time, mm. they just came out even. So it was like a wasted five or six, seven years of their, uh, you know, income. But what they got is um, now they're satisfied. now they don't have this desire Mm. unfulfilled desire for a bigger house just like uh, (laughs) when i was uh, working on uh, wall street like in finance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i went because everybody else was going all my friends went you know after graduation it seems like that was the job Mm. to have i I had no Mm. clue what it was about all about and seems like yeah you know people making it in new york city um but when i actually went Mm. and i worked on it for two years now, I'm not going back there. <laughs> no, no, no matter how much you, you know, how much you pay, I'm not going back there. 
and I would never think about working in finance ever again. Mm. So that I got that out of the way, and I think there's there's value in mm. that, right?、Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking that I could have, ha-、yeah. I could have that, and other people have it. Nah, I don't. Yeah, it's out of my mind, out of my life. We mentioned taxes as one issue, but there are other aspects to it. Like we began talking about the environment.、Mm. You know, for a home as large as the one that I was talking about, you think about the heating, think about the air conditioning bills, right? Think about the impact of all of that material when it's being sourced from the earth、mm. and then like being used and then having to upgrade it or maintain it.、Mm. Those are all factors that cost money and cost on the environment. So these big homes. High five,、yeah. Jason! <laughs> High five! Yay! I'm so happy. That more people are thinking about the cost of you know a higher living standard、mm-hmm. and also the cost of having a bigger home and more cars and things like that because that's gonna come back and bite us mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm.、Uh, in the end or and our children so I'm so happy that you know you think that way and more people think that way、um, and sometimes you know when I was living in the states I sometimes I didn't quite understand so you have a house and then you have like a boiler. You have a like a air conditioner, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm.、Um, and for the heating, wait, does it use to boil? I'm not too sure what it used for the heating. Maybe it's it was、uh, electrical, but it takes energy. I think my, and, for my parents, as they had, they used gas. Okay,、uh, propane, propane gas. The thought of、uh, heating up the whole house, like because when it gets turned on, it it goes、mm-hmm, like the、mm-hmm. hot air blows into the entire house. Yeah, heat up the entire house for just two people. Yeah, and it just didn't make sense to me.、Mm-hmm. But then there was no way, no good way to control it.、Mm. Right? Either you turn it down and the whole house gets colder,、mm. or you turn it off. Or you know the hot air blows through everywhere, so it just didn't make sense to me. Well, yeah, there's you know there's only one or two people in the house. If you think about the difference, that's a really good point between a Chinese house and an American house. Is most Chinese houses don't have central heating. They some some of them do.、Mm. A lot of people are trying to in the I north. Guess, in quote. Upgrade to that, but actually, a lot of homes have like a kongtiao machine、mm. in one or two or three rooms.、Mm-hmm. If you really wanted to save money, you could just go to one room and turn on just the unit in that one room and stay in that room and control the temperature as you saw fit.、Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to actually heat the entire or cool the entire house. Yeah, and also another aspect of.、Um, Having a big house, something that most people probably don't think about is the distance it creates between the family members. Now, I thought about this when we had our daughter,、mm. and、um, and I was I made up my mind that you know she's not gonna get her own room until she's <laughs> much much older, even if we、mm. can afford、um, to have extra bedrooms. And that is because once you have your own space. You will be reluctant to get out. Now you, you can.、Mm. It's probably familiar with you. You know, in regular, in normal American homes, you know, kids get their own rooms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the scenes you see on TV is that、uh, parents yelling at their kids, right, outside、um, their <laughs> kids' bedroom. Come out, you know, have dinner, talk with us, or put down your iPad. But once they have that choice, once they can, you know, close that door. Usually, they have a little tag on on the door, like no disturbance or something even more yeah, yeah, yeah. vicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's harder to drag them out, and once you create that distance, it takes much more effort to bring that back.、Mm. Now, growing up,、um, we had—I grew up in a very small apartment, and you know, my grandma, my parents, we were close together, and and it didn't feel like we were intruding on other people's space. We were just together. Yeah, and apartments kept getting a little bigger,、mm-hmm. but I'm happy that it's not like so big that you have to、uh, shout out to people or you have to bring people. Back together with much effort、mm, because、mm. I I don't want that. 
I, I think families should be a little closer, have dinner together, have meals together. Um, you know, instead of like calling people, hey, where are you? <laughs> I'm, on the, mm-hmm. I'm upstairs. <laughs> so that's that's another point that I want to stress. Yeah, you know, another thing about it is that we have in the United States, you know, we have a massive homeless crisis. And I think that in order to facilitate helping people, it would be a good idea for us to culturally begin to appreciate smaller homes. Because if we Mm. could build a lot, you know, you know what really, uh, uh, maybe you could shed light on this. I don't know. I've always been confused. In China, we have Mm. a 33 story tall building with like, you know, potentially a thousand people could live in there. Mm. And like in the United States, it doesn't seem like these kind of buildings get built. Mm. And like if you go to Hong Kong or Beijing, Shanghai, Wuhan, all these places, there are these massive places where tons and tons and tons of people can live very efficiently all together and in the united states they're just like well i guess we just don't have enough space for homes and i'm what (laughs) what is going on why can't the united states build these kinds of structures do you know why this is maybe because the like the density of the population is not high enough Mm -hmm. like i remember where we where we live or where my parents live most of the, the areas they have just regular single houses and then there's like one apartment building Mm. and it's not that tall maybe like 10 Mm. 10 stories and that i think they are able to build that because Mm -hmm. there's a university like right next to it so uh college students Mm. they can rent i guess the ones with a little bit more money or young couples Mm -hmm. um but if you live somewhere where things are really spread out right people can they do have the space like if you go Mm -hmm. into like more rural areas most of urban areas they're they're Mm -hmm. you know there's plenty of space and i guess people want to keep uh the distance they want to have their own yard but maybe there will be a trend in the future right? More efficient living. Mm, It's mm. nice to have your own space, single house, you know, places for your kids and dogs. But if you can't afford it, or if it's just too stressful for you to afford that, I think there will be choices in the future. Maybe they're going to build more apartment buildings. And that's why when I saw this, Mm. the tiny house movement, I'm so happy there's a movement at the end. Because it means that that there are enough people, right, (laughs) drawn to this idea. And once you get the momentum Mm. going, like once people, more people think that not only that it's a, uh, it's option when you don't have any other options, like, you know, I'm so poor, I can only live in a tiny house. That's one thing. But if more people come to think of it as, oh, that's actually a really good idea, Mm. right? If I have a smaller place. First of all, I don't have to clean as big yeah, of a space. Yeah. Right? I don't have to spend as much time uh, cleaning up. And I don't have to work so hard to pay the mortgage and tax. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then I have more time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people actually think about this, Jason. Mm. Like, do you ever think about it? Because I made a trade off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. This was a very conscious choice on my side. Um, I didn't want the kind of lifestyle uh, mm-hmm. that most, let's say, Chinese American will hope for. Because if I stayed in the States, the expectations would be that I'm going to have a decent job mm-hmm. right, making, I don't know how many figure salaries. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I was going to buy a house, a nice one, at wow. least, I would say, four <laughs> bedrooms, right? Uh, probably three levels. I don't know. Like, um, it could be very expensive. And once I have all that, mm-hmm. I will have to keep working. Probably mm-hmm. at a job that I don't enjoy. You know, if I kept working on my uh, on finance in New York City, I'll probably be able to afford mm-hmm. uh, such yeah. a house in the suburb. But I would be going to work doing mm-hmm. something I hate every yeah. single day or, you know, five days a week and probably extra work over the weekend. And, and for what? For a house? 
of a size that I don't actually need. Mm. I don't, I did not like that trade off. It does not make sense to me. No, I agree with you completely. You know, the idea of living the rest of your life to finance your debt makes no sense to me. Like Mm. why not just buy something that's well within the, your grasp for for cash and then not be an indentured servant to your bank's interest rates. And also, I think people in the past few decades, at least people in China, you know, they've been thinking a lot about uh, increasing their living standards, improving mm-hmm. their living standards and yeah. buying more and buying bigger things, mm-hmm. you know, looking to the United States. You know, that's kind of um, mm. uh, the standards they want to have. But hopefully, I think going forward, people are going to pull back a little mm. bit and think mm. about the value of peace, serenity, mm-hmm. of leisure. Right. Of rest, because now it seems so many people, they are they are literally sacrificing their health, you know, mm. and not to mention time and leisure. They're sacrificing their health in, in the pursuant or in the pursuit of um, more money mm. and more extravagance. Mm-hmm. And I think up to a point, we have to stop and think, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. because so many other people are doing it. Is it worth mm. it for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I stopped. Right. I hated my job on Wall Street. I hated it. Like, <laughs> I think if I if I kept going, I would probably jump off the building someday. Oh, no. It, I was that miserable. Like I was I, I'm a happy person. But, you know, I I was, I think, going, uh, getting depressed because of that job. <laughs> so I, I had to make a choice. And I mm, did. And I'm mm, so much happier mm. because of it. I make less. Hey, but I'm happier. Yeah. Much, much happier. And I'm healthier. <laughs> this is so worth it. You know, one of the things I, I came to China to do was to try to learn about China. So mm. one of the things that I've talked about doing before is moving around a lot. Right. So I mo- I lived in several different apartments in uh, Beijing. This is the largest apartment I ever had in Wuhan because the real estate is cheaper. Mm. And, you know, just like you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. I've learned a lot from living in this home. Mm. You know, the ceilings are like I cannot reach them mm. with my hand. I'm tall. Mm. But this at least two feet or like a half a meter or so to the ceiling from my hand. Mm. When we were trying to cool this apartment down which is a three bedroom two bath apartment in the summer it was Mm. so expensive and hard we were running three (laughs) air conditioning units at the same time to try to cool the house eventually my wife and i gave that up and we were like hiding in one or two rooms Uh. where we just ran the air conditioning in those rooms but like we used to live in one of the places that we lived was really quaint it was not the smallest place we lived in but it Mm -hmm. was pretty small it's called a loft and a chinese loft is a bit different than an american loft Mm. It's an apartment. When you buy it, it's a small, it's a, it's a reasonably small box, a concrete Mm. box. It's like a 35 to 50 square meters. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you build a second floor in there. So the ceiling, you Mm. can, if you're my height, you can touch it with your hand on both floors, just barely. Mm. But because the ceiling Mm -hmm. is low and physics says heat rises, it's easier to cool Mm. in heat. It's easier to cool in the summer Mm. and smaller too. And it's easier to heat in the winter because it's smaller. And so both ways you have a lot of energy efficiency Mm. in that space, but you can still have two bedrooms. Mm -hmm. Like I lived in this place called, uh, uh, in, 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 in Dashing, the South, uh, sixth ring South. Mm. And, uh, it was, it was one of these lofts. It was amazing because my wife and I were the only ones in the home and we Mm. could always kind of be around each other, even if we're on split floors. Right. And like, it was quaint and and we had enough space. We had a bedroom. We had uh, an office space. We had a kitchen. We had a, a nice bathroom. We had a nice living room. We had a nice view. Everything was nice. 
nice, mm. but it was sized appropriately for maybe two or even when we had a kid, like three people. Mm -hmm. And it was it was so cheap to heat and cool. Mm. And it, it was so cheap to pay for. And like easy the to rent clean was, up. It, it was easy to clean. It was efficient. We were around each other. It was it, just everything that you've been talking about for the last 20 minutes. It, it was idyllic. It, when and if my wife and I really get our own home, that's the kind of home I want. You know, I actually thought about, well, I was I didn't have money to get it, but I always thought that those were really good ideas because mm. I've been to one or one or two. And mm. when I walked in, it seemed like a normal apartment, right? Yeah. But the ceilings were actually high. Mm. And then I walked in when they were, you know, introducing the place, I noticed there's a second floor inside mm. the apartment. Mm. And the mm. second floor, when you walk up, it's pretty much just a bedroom. Mm. Um, and for that one, I saw it wasn't like the ceiling wasn't high because it was kind of built midair. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really good idea because downstairs, there's the kitchen. And there was like a nice, uh, like the whole wall basically mm. was the window. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I loved it. So sunshine was flooding the mm. entire place. And it was nicely modeled, um, nice and neat. And I was like, wow, there's everything that a person mm. would need mm. in an apartment, right? There's storage spaces uh, cleverly hidden mm -hmm. uh, behind the wall or under the stairs and things like that. And uh, it was easy to decorate. It was small. Everything. You know, there's a phrase in Chinese, mm -hmm. it's called, um, even for a small bird, you know, it's got all the organs and everything. Uh, the bird, uh, it, have you heard of it? The bird is small, but he, it's got everything it needs, like organs. For our <laughs> Chinese speaking listeners, could you just say sure, that sure. in Chinese for us? Ma chue sui xiao, wu zhang ju quan, mm. is referring to the sparrow. Yeah. As, as small as it is, it's got all its organs. Everything it needs, yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> So when you see something small like that, that's how we uh, would describe it. And also, it's so easy. Easy to to remodel, right? If you need to, everyone is close together. I thought mm, that was sweet mm, too. Mm. I mean, uh, given that you know people get along. <laughs> My wife and I stayed in an Airbnb in Tokyo, and also one at a different time on a different trip in um, Osaka. Mm. And both times, the apartments were even smaller I than know. the ones I'm talking I, about. I, they were like <laughs> one third the size of the apartment we're talking about right now. Right. And I was. I actually did feel a little smushed. I was like, wow, this is efficient. Because, you know, <laughs> just like you said, everything was like all smushed together. Mm. But like the ones that we're talking about in China actually are not as small as these super efficient ones. But they're still like they fe don't feel that small. I never mm. felt like my apartment was small because they're really clever about right. the use of space, like you said. And in, in part of it, they had actually mirrors on the ceiling uh, in the dining room. Right. And so it, it reflected. It made you feel like you were in a bigger space. Mm. Plus, you said this huge huge one wall hmm. is just windows mm -hmm. so you have like this feeling of being connected to your I, that's the house i want you that's, have the sun that, yeah that's the house. apartment i want when i high five yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and also another thing i want to mention that when your uh, house is smaller when your apartment is smaller you don't buy as much stuff yeah, yeah. and because you know that you have limited space and the thought of organizing right, where to put it, would stop you from buying a lot of useless things. Mm. Um, when you have, you, I, you probably feel the same too. Like when your space, living space gets bigger, mm. you tend to get more stuff, yeah. right? Because yeah. we all, we, we want more stuff. Mm. But if there's nothing there to check our actions, we will buy them. Yeah. And then when you bring them back, it's like, oh, where am I going to put it? I actually don't <laughs> need it. Or two days later, I want to return it. But you have a smaller space, you know, that you always have that thought in your mm. mind. And I think that's something... Uh, that's a very good constraint. Mm -hmm. It's very healthy to, uh, constraint. And also, before we go further, I want to explain to our Chinese and American audience the size we're talking about. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I think, um, like in the article, remember the tiny house movement, right? 
How is that working out? Yeah. The houses yeah. uh, they talk about is around 500 square feet. Because uh, we don't use square feet here in China. Mm. And I looked mm-hmm. it up. It's mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. 46 yeah. square meters, which is, I think, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. it's totally acceptable for me. It, let's say if I'm single or if I'm married yeah. without a kid. But that is smaller than a Chinese It law. is, yeah. You, yeah, but it's actually, it's, it's it could work because... My aunt has such mm-hmm. an apartment. And I think it's probably even smaller, not quite 46 mm-hmm. square meters. I lived in it for a while uh, when I first got back to Beijing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was plenty of space for me because all I need mm. was a place to eat and a desk. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, for me, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a nerd, right? I read yeah. <laughs> all the time. All, mm. Only thing I really care mm. about is my desk and a bed. The, the other things can be stripped away. <laughs> so 46, it was okay for me. And now the <laughs> you probably think it's it's pretty crazy um after i moved out my cousin uh moved from wuhan to beijing and now she lives there and a family grew out of it so she got married and uh so the you know they lived in that apartment (laughs) which is great for two people and then after they had a kid uh not only did they have to accommodate the the child but also my aunt's family so her parents moved from Wuhan to Beijing to help them take care of the baby. So now in that mm-hmm. tiny apartment, I think it's uh, mm-hmm. probably around 40 square meters, like four adults plus one child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're living in that space. Wow. And somehow they're, um, they re- renovated <laughs> it. So it's a lot more efficient. Mm-hmm. There's one bathroom, a tiny kitchen, and then two bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And actually they have three rooms, two bedrooms and an extra room, like a sunroom. Oh, wow. Uh, attached at the end where the kid can play. Mm. So when people... Especially for our American audience, if you think that all 500 square meters, that's not going to be enough. Mm. That's like my studio. (laughs) Yeah, but give it a try. And um, it takes some time to get used to it. And there's always, you know, good side and bad side Mm -hmm. to just about everything. And you discover the wonderful things. I I agree with everything you've said. And I think that's really interesting. I'm especially impressed that five people were managed to live in an apartment (laughs) that size. But I also Mm -hmm. don't want to mislead our American listeners a little bit. You know, these loft Mm -hmm. apartments that we're talking about, they're actually not the norm. They they, they represent a segment of the the market. I'm not sure how big of it, it, how big it is. Mm -hmm. But most of the Chinese folks I know actually live in a normal big kind of biggish medium-sized apartment you know like with two or three bedrooms mm. and let's maybe it's one floor. Right. this is just like an option so a lot of people are choosing mm-hmm. whatever segment of the population are choosing to live in these lofts are especially in bigger cities but like you know it's not necessarily representative of the entire you know chinese market like i've lived in a lot of mm-hmm. bigger apartments too that had more amenities and stuff but you know i like personally the idea of living in these tiny homes and you mentioned this sure, article please. i wanted yes. to talk about it just a little bit so this is uh Remember the tiny house movement, how's that's working out? It came out April 11th Mm. and it is on marketwatch.com, but they mention a website. uh, They don't, I don't have the actual Mm. website, but there's a blog called Our Little House. So, you know, for those of you who are interested in America or in other places in this movement, you can go to this blog and and find out about people's stories. Mm. And this article mentions a few families. So this is not just like some, (laughs) you know, guy who moved out of his mom's basement living in a box. These are like families of two or three people. Like uh, there's a gentleman named John Olafson and his wife, Stacy, who mm. are in their their retirement age, basically. And they have moved to a really small mm. 450 square p- foot place. And they're really happy with the with the conditions there. This is just one of the families that they are mentioned in this, this article. And mm. what's really cool about this movement, if we're going to keep using that term, is that some people can like buy a plot of land in some places in the United States where mm. you know the the laws allow it and then five or six different families can have a tiny home 
and share the same plot of land. So now oh, when you, yeah. So when okay. you pay your taxes, you're mm. pooling your money together to pay the property tax. And if, mm. if, if it's in a mobile home style, which means it can be moved from that property mm-hmm. in a lot of States, there's zero tax on the unit itself. You're oh. only paying the tax on the land. So you okay. have essentially reduced the cost of living there mm. from, you know, all, obviously all of the money for buying the place but itself, mm. but property tax to crumbs to like nothing, mm-hmm. to almost nothing. And a lot of people mm. are doing that. They're going out into special places in the United States where there's a lot of land. Mm. They're buying a big plot of land and tons of people are moving there and they're just splitting up the tax bill, which then becomes almost nominal or nothing. I, uh, this reminds me of a video I saw. Um, this couple, it was, they're, they're actually video series about tiny homes and people, if you're mm-hmm. interested, you can check them out. How, uh, you know, different people, uh, who chose to live this way and how they actually live. Mm. Uh, they usually, a lot of them build their own tiny houses, <laughs> like literally constructed themselves. Yeah. I don't want to go through that, but <laughs> <laughs> um, there's this one couple. Uh, they, they found a place near a nudist club. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, they are not nudists, mm. but they were looking for a place where they can park their tiny house. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a house that they constructed themselves, and it's really nice inside. But they, you know, they didn't have a place to park it. Mm. And eventually, they found this place where, as I said, it's a nudist club with like a swimming pool, with a like a sauna, mm. and some other nice things that, that come with it. But the thing, like, they don't. It's pretty empty during most days of the week, mm. and maybe like one day over the weekend, the nudists would, uh, you know, come over <laughs> and enjoy a day of uh, wearing clothes, nude leisure time. <laughs> <laughs> but like it, the couple, they're not really in the club. They're just mm. renting that plot of land because the club needed a little extra income to pay for uh, like electricity. Uh, and so the couple, they moved there and they could use the swimming pool mm. and the other things that they're, you know, it's just sitting there uh, idle anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's a really nice area. And their house, I don't know the size of it, but it's, I think it's beautiful for just uh, a young couple. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like surrounded by trees and other stuff. And they're so happy. You know, they have the leisure to do other things they enjoy doing Mm -hmm. instead of just spending most of their time making money so that they can pay for their extravagant mansion. So it's a choice one has to make. Yeah, That reminds me of a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Some people are actually moving into their friends like backyards for this. So similar to what you're talking about, only clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but you know another thing is really interesting is during the two thousand seven two thousand eight like you know American housing crisis uh, financial crisis yeah the housing crisis is that the banks essentially have the ability in a lot of mortgages to just change the interest rate based on whatever they decide mm. so if you buy a home that only costs like twenty or thirty thousand dollars presumably a lot of people can just buy that mm. so they don't need a loan at all mm-hmm. or if they do it's a very small loan mm-hmm. so like they're basically if you don't have a mortgage, if you don't have to make payments to a bank that's just going to change the interest rates up and down whenever they feel like it, mm. I think they're called adjustable rate right. mortgage loans or something. Mm. Yeah. So they can take all the money and save that for retirement. And they're going to have a much better opportunity to have retire better, smaller, mm. because mm-hmm. they will already have taken care of the other big thing in American cost, mm. you know, and that is the home. And instead of the banks taking all of the money that someone's working like 40 
or 60 hours on mm. you know, now, now you can take it for yourself and put it in savings or invest it wisely that couldn't change people's lives dramatically speaking of paying a mortgage i think we're still paying just the interest part like we've been paying this for years mm. and the other day i was asking my mm. husband oh how much do we still have do we still own the bank and the number he said was still the same <laughs> i'm like wait a minute wow. <laughs> we've been paying this for 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 years and he was like, yeah, we've been paying the interest part. Wow. <laughs> we haven't even really gotten to the the loan itself yet. Wow. So what you say, if it's like a 20,000 or 100,000 loan, um, it, eventually you're pa probably paying twice of that mm, amount, mm, mm. you know, decades later after you finish paying. So, yeah, it would be a good idea, <laughs> especially <laughs> if interest rate rise. But I think the first step in promoting this new idea is that people's mentalities have to change. Mm. If you associate your house with status, yeah, right, with other labels that show that I am doing well or, you know, or I'm doing better than my the people I know, mm -hmm. then it's going to be harder. Yeah. You have to let that go first. And if you really care about your standard of living, mm -hmm. which includes how much rest you can get, yeah. right? how much anxiety you can get rid of mm -hmm. or how much free time, leisure, family time, calm yeah. family time, how much peace you have. These are invaluable and so crucial to our both our mental health and our physical health. If you do value that, then you have to give in a little on other things, right? Mm -hmm. well, does it matter if your friends think you have a big house or a small apartment? I don't think so, right? They have their lives. I have my life. Mm -hmm. And we're too busy mm -hmm. to think mm -hmm. about each other. <laughs> so... Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Most people don't sit around. I'm imagining I'm from my own perspective, sitting around thinking about someone else's home and thinking, darn, those Joneses, they have such a very large home. I wish I was the Joneses. They must be so smart. I don't think that's how it works. And, and the, when you were thinking about them, they're probably cleaning their bathrooms or bathtubs, scrubbing their bathrooms. Seriously, bathtubs. You know, I was thinking, you're, you're, I was thinking about what you just said about like mm. the mentality aspect of things. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about when I was growing up, there were a lot of really tiny cars in Europe, a lot of tiny car brands in Europe. Mm. And a lot of people drive very economically responsible, small cars that are very efficient. Mm. In America, those were made fun of a lot. America's <laughs> like, well, look at those tiny little da da da. The fact that America is now leading the way because of the cost of housing into some of these small, tiny, off-the-grid sort of homes. Right. Uh, that's a really good thing because Americans have a lot of cultural influence due to like Hollywood and stuff. And if, if Americans are starting to take this movement seriously, the idea of living, you know, smaller uh, and more efficiently, then that's a really good thing because we don't, well, the last thing we want is this movement to start picking up around the world and then Hollywood to, Hollywood to point and say, look at their little homes. <laughs> mm. Oh, gee. Um, I think when we talk about the American norm mm. or the American norms, mm. we need to realize that it's so different from the norms in other countries. Yeah, yeah. Now, a lot of times, the you know this, you know, because you've been living in living here in China and also traveling to other places. Mm -hmm. The American norm is the American norm, and. Mm. Usually, in, in a lot of aspects, it is like the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. It's it's way out there. Mm. Like, um, you know, w when we talk about living spaces, I think we have to mention Japan. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. I visited when I visited Japan, like last time I visited. Um, so we found this Airbnb apartment, 
It was mm-hmm. like a, it was like a little house, like it was what do you call it, condo or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And it was in yeah. Kyoto. And when we saw the picture, it was really nice inside. They even had this like a uh, exhibition area for like paintings and mm. stuff, which we don't normally have in you know apartments. Yeah. And they have this little garden. And they had two bathrooms, a kitchen. It was wow. Mm, you know, mm. we thought, wow, this is like a fancy, nice house. And when we got there, and we got there late at night, and we walked in, <laughs> it, it turned out to be so tiny. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. It didn't look like this, it, you know, in those pictures. Mm, and wide when we, lens. <laughs> we, I know when we walked in, I was like, okay, you know, I was telling my uh, best friend, they literally took the pictures. Um, Probably in the middle of the room to get the widest space mm-hmm, possible mm-hmm. for both sides. Yeah. It, it, I was, I, if I stretched my arms out, I could like touch both walls. <laughs> <laughs> and, but everything, all the space was used yeah. very efficiently. Yeah, the, yeah. the bathroom upstairs, literally, like I could turn around, mm. but someone wider than me would probably have to <gasps> hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a nice bathroom with a nice toilet. Like, even though the space is small, but everything inside was of really good quality. Mm. So when you use them, everything works. It wasn't like um, this dilapidated place where everything is breaking down. No, it's just the space is small, but it even had like art, artworks and everything. Mm. And the the fridge is small, but it works. So I thought, you know what? This is uh, just another way of using space, right? Another kind of mentality. I don't need a lot of extra space. And I saw in that apartment the smallest sink ever. It was (laughs) literally, it was a little bigger than the size of my palm. <laughs> wow. I'm serious. We were we were so shocked. We were like making videos of it. But the thing is, <laughs> as small as it was, it had a light on the faucet. It mm. had a blue light like when you uh put your hand, it was sent uh, like what do you call it? A oh, sensor activated. Yeah, d- detect if you have germs and stuff. And no, it was just like I think for going to the bathroom at night. Oh, I see, I see. So you don't have to turn everything on. Mm. So when you put your hand underneath, the water come out and the and the light turns on. I was like, wow, this faucet has a has a blue light on it, <laughs> even though it's so tiny. <laughs> you, your sink, the sink story you have is a lot smaller than the one I'm going to talk about. But I saw something really cool in Osaka. The mm-hmm. toilet on the back of there was no sink in the bathroom. The oh sink, right, right. It was above the toilet, attached exactly. to the toilet. The toilet mm. had a sink on it. When you wash your hands and stuff, the drain went into the back of the toilet. So the toilet water that you used to flush mm-hmm. was the same as the water that you used, just used to wash your Isn't hands. Isn't that with. smart? It's very smart. I, yeah. The first time I saw it was the first time I visited Japan. Mm. I mean, in Japan, um, uh, everything seems so thoughtful. Mm. They really think about how to use the space and how to use the material. And I think that's the way we should all do things. Mm-hmm. Right? Why waste? And and at the same time, the qualities are really good, right? Everything works just fine. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, when I was visiting Kyoto last time, I wondered. It was like, you know, why are houses so small? Can they afford bigger spaces? <laughs> and when I checked out the map, you know, we were going places. Mm. When I checked out the map of Kyoto, the place, you know, around us, there was so much green space. Mm. There's mm. so much space. I'm like it's not like they don't have space. Mm. You know, it's not like we're on the side of a mountain and there's just no space. Mm -hmm. They do. And I think it's a conscious choice on people's part, on the government's part, to leave a lot of space uh, in nature, Mm. right? Mm. With trees and um, other beautiful things. 
And for the people, for humans, they have enough. They have mm-hmm. enough. And it's just, it makes sense to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Right? Um, but I think the standards uh, of average apartment size in Japan might be a little too small for my taste. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, if I swing around, I'm going to hit walls. <laughs> I wanted to talk about one more thing, you know, in, in, in this is the mm. RV or the, I guess it's called a recreational vehicle. Oh, so rec- the, a lot of old right. people in America used to buy these. That was the classic when I was young, man. But now it seems like people, you know, adults like who are in their middle age are at least buying these too. And some people are choosing to live in them. There's like a whole movement to like travel across America and make, you know, become, I don't an influencer, mm. <laughs> like showing off their RV lifestyle. And a lot of people are transitioning to RV life retirees are going into RVs. So this is another way also to save tax money, because if you park it somewhere, you're not paying tax or you could rent a place in an RV park. Mm, And then if you don't like living in that town, you Mm -hmm. move to another town and you can park there. Mm. So like it gives you a lot of mobility, flexibility, but it's also a super small, super efficient home. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, Um, you know, you mentioned your husband one time. That's his thing. He likes traveling to the desert. And uh, do do you guys have an RV? We don't. Is that a dream? For him. Of your husband for him (laughs) um i I like stability so it's really not Mm, my thing at least not now and also you don't want the house to rock yeah like just stay here (laughs) and i'm gonna stay on that particular chair (laughs) with my books surrounding me Mm. um but you know maybe in the future when we have extra money because we we will i i still want a place to live uh even if it's smaller Mm. but i think it it will be nice kind of to have an rv uh, so can travel a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. with our with our child. So it's I think it's one option. And I actually uh, follow one auntie. Uh, we're not related. We just be, call people in our 50s, yeah, 60s yeah, auntie. Yeah. <laughs> um, she left her her uh, family, her husband, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, she left him on purpose because he wasn't treating her uh, nicely at all. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. family abuses and all that. So she left yeah. after retirement. Um, and she uh, bought a car. She didn't have much money or her daughter chipped in and she started just traveling around China. Mm. Now she's been to like uh, probably over a hundred cities. She's been on the road for nearly 500 days. And just, uh, a month or two ago, she bought her own RV, Mm. um, like a brand new one because she's Mm. been making uh, a little bit of money. Uh, in the past year and a half, just, you know, doing her videos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, on these video platforms, on TikTok and also other platforms. So I, I was so happy for her because she had this tiny car and a tent on top of the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like remember you telling me about this lady before. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy for her. She now finally she has like a home, um, you know, on wheels mm-hmm. and it's a, a bit more spacious. And I think it costed her, was it what, 350000 RMB? Mm-hmm. So what's that? Like... Let's say six sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, sixty thousand dollars must yeah. be very nice. It is pretty nice. It is. It's one of the, like the most popular RV brands here in China, mm-hmm. and I think they gave her a discount. Ah, because uh, she's so an the, influencer, the, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she has like over a million followers now on TikTok. Mm. So that's her. You know, that's how she makes a living now, and she's traveling around. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, not for me, <laughs> but you know, she's making it. Yeah. 
I just wanted to mention for everyone listening, I think a lot of people know this in Asia, but like I, I used to live in South Korea and their homes are very similar to kind of like there's a mix sort of between the Chinese loft home and mm-hmm. the Japanese really tiny home mm-hmm. because they're pretty small. They're smaller than a Chinese loft. The ones that I lived in, at least a lot of homes are, but they're usually like a studio. So uh, there's like a mm-hmm. giant a, one giant room with a bathroom and then the kitchen might be cordoned off as itself. Mm-hmm. But a lot of apartments that I saw other people living in, too, were these very ve- fairly compact, fairly small, fairly efficient mm. kind of home style. So like you keep men- you mentioned earlier, the United States is on the other end of the spectrum. Mm. I think that's not really understood by a lot of Americans because when kids are growing up, mm. at least when I was a kid, their people dream home was obviously what they're being shown in like music videos. Mm. So it's like a giant mansion with swimming Spread pools out. and whatever, yeah. helicopters and stuff. <laughs> I think, you know, a huge contributor to the environmental damage and to the financial da- damage of, of people in America is you know the media apparatus Mm. i guess art imitates life life imitates art so Mm. you have this cycle of people wanting Mm -hmm. these really big homes and then it destroys people's lives you know here's the thing people might win the lottery right Mm. and most of those people statistically will end up back where they started right because the first thing they're going to do is i want a 10 million dollar (laughs) home they're going to buy something way outside of what normal reality if they were to just buy a very small home Mm. not even one of these compact homes but just a smallish home they probably have a lot higher probability of maintaining the wealth that they've just accumulated and also if you want to buy let's say a million dollar house you have to think about Mm. all the extra costs that come with it right you the maintenance uh much higher bills higher taxes Mm. higher mortgage furnishing and you will probably to hire you have to hire people to clean it to maintain Mm. it Mm. right and everything it's the the you probably there's so much uh cost that you wouldn't think of up front You think you're mm. just pulling your money together, you buy the house. And then it turns out that you have to have like at least like what 30% extra? Like mm. here in China, mm. uh, even though right at now, you know, now we don't have a property tax, but it's I think it's definitely coming, you know, sometime in the future. And you do have to pay for management fee. Um, and that the management fee is per square meter. Mm. So the bigger your apartment, the more money you pay. Yeah, yeah. And the better the uh, neighborhood, the higher the percentage, uh, like price per square meter. Yeah. So it, everything adds up together. And I think our, we have to find a comfortable um, uh, scale, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Comfortable level of standards of living. Uh, don't push ourselves too far. It's, it's really not the, the point of living, right? The point of uh, being alive, enjoying our lives is not to serve other things. I think a lot of us, our lives have turned into um, things we do to serve the lifestyle. And that's so not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, each of us is different. We find where we're most comfortable. Yeah. In previous uh, episodes of The Bridge, we've talked about the financial hardships that a lot of Americans are enduring mm. right now and the increase in homelessness and other other aspects, high, really high interest rates and like minimum wages not improving to living wage. Inflation. And we have inflation and all of these things. And it seems like what I when I go on social media and I read what the millennials and Gen Z are ta- ta- saying, because that's still younger than me, mm. a lot of them are sharing apartments. So you have like a two or three or four bedroom apartment mm. with like five or six people living 
sharing inside, sharing the bills. Mm. And, uh, you know, some of them are like uh, legitimately happy and because they have friends around. But some of them are actually like, ah, this is not, you know, the dream that I was sold. Get out of the bathroom. I got to (laughs) go. You know, a happy medium is still owning a home, but having one of these small, tiny homes. I really hope Mm. that this is the future that, you know, because this is a model that we've talked about before. If if the technology becomes available Mm -hmm. and then a lot of people consume it at first, it becomes even more affordable for the next echelon of people. We could export this technology to every corner of the world Mm. and we could eliminate a lot of, you know, difficulties that are impacting the global citizen, not just Americans, not just people in, you know, affluent countries, but the whole world could benefit from the kind of small scale home technology that we're talking about. To tell them that, hey, this could do. Actually, this it's not so bad, right? As mm, as I mentioned, yeah. as we you know how I found out in Japan, small doesn't mean of low quality. Mm, mm, it could be, actually be very high quality. And if you guys are interested, you can go on online. You know these uh, TikTok or other uh, YouTube sites. Mm-hmm. You can check out these tiny apartments in Japan. You will be amazed. <laughs> like how they use the space so efficiently. And before we end the show, I want to say something, uh, you know, when sure. it comes to mentality. I think I, I think um, the younger generation, uh, one good thing about the younger generation is that they, they don't care as much about what other people think of them mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. the older generations do, Yeah. right? Like my parents' generation, especially, you know, my mom, they she would think about how her uh, friends or, you know, her, I don't know, coworkers think of her living standards. Now she cares about that. For me, I don't really care, right? I live my life, you live yours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the younger generation, people even younger than me, I think they 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 will be more focused on uh, the practical aspect of you know how they actually live instead of focusing so much on how other people think I do, yeah, right. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. I think that mentality of caring about what other people think of you, it's just a baggage that you drag around. It doesn't matter. And I think there's another newer aspect, and this might brighten your day, mm. is that it seems based on all of the articles that I read in preparation for this, and I've been kind of following this movement for a few years now, mm. that there's almost a pride for people bragging about their small homes mm. now. So it seems like a being felt in American society nice. more and more deeply that, hey, this is re- actually really cool. You know, because People are bragging about their low. Mm, footprints, you know, good, carbon good. footprint on the earth. They're bragging about the efficiency of their home. They're bragging about, you know, mobility and low cost. And so this is something that I think we re- really have a good chance right now, mm-hmm. more than ever before, that this really picks up and takes off and, and, and changes humanity. And hopefully this movement will encourage more people to take up uh, designing, mm, mm, you know, mm. as something they can focus on because smaller homes, they need better designs. Yeah. And things can turn out so well. It would be amazing. It will, you know, they will look artistic, uh, simple, and clean, and easy to clean up. Uh, and there are plenty of space for storage. You just have to think about it. Mm. You just have to be very creative when it comes to using how to use space. Uh, so yeah. hopefully, when it becomes a trend, a bigger movement, um, you know, we will have better designs and uh, better houses on the market for people who need this. Yeah, let's hope so. And you and I have given a lot of hope to our listeners, and it is always a great pleasure mm. speaking with you. Another hour already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes. It, it, it's good that we have more hours to come. So I'll see you guys next time. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Thank you, baby. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.